And if you're watching online, you might want to go get something where you can have communion elements at your house. Uh, grab some grape juice, grab some bread. Um, the Mother's Day Rose Sale for the Early Learning Center, uh, the Sarah Rabin Johnson Memorial Scholarship. This is the last, uh, today's the last day that you can order one of those. Uh, they're $20 and the roses go on the altar in honor of, lo of a loved one. Um, vacation Bible School is coming up. Catherine is so excited about Vacation Bible School. She talks about it all the time. It's going to be June 7th through the 10th. You can sign your kids up. You can sign grandkids up. Or you can sign up to work. How much fun does that sound like? Yes, signing up to work is the best. But let's say you're here and you're like, I don't even want to volunteer. I can't make it. I'll be out of town. You can still order a t-shirt. T-shirts are $10. Just let Catherine know what size shirt you want because we would love to get you a shirt uh, for Vacation Bible School. They're $10. Uh, youth and kids shirts are free. That same exact week as Vacation Bible School, uh, we're going to have junior high camp out at Camp Sumatanga. So if you have a junior high kid, send them to Camp Sumatanga that week. Let me know. We can get them signed up. Um, May 8th, uh, that's this Saturday, there's a 5K run that several of our church members and youth uh, are going to be participating in. It's a 5K at the Falls uh, in honor of Max Cochran. It's a mental health uh, run. And our own Harriet Murray is even running the water station. That's exciting. So uh, you're going to want to be a part of that. Sign up online or let me know and I can get you signed up. May 12th, we're going to be at the Falls again. It's going to be our church picnic at 5 p.m. I hear they're going to have the best food on the planet. So it's going to be great. You're going to want to be there always. That's right, always. And lastly, you will notice at all the doors, there are giant uh, buckets. And you might be thinking, was there a leak in the church? What is going on? Um, so the United Methodist uh, Committee on Relief, whenever there is a uh, tornado, we take these buckets uh, wherever there's a tornado to help people with relief. There's going to be uh, trash bags in there, tarp, things like that. One of the things you put in there is bug spray, because you know what, if you're having a, an emergency and you'll be working out there, bug spray is needed, flashlight. So you can grab one of those buckets on the way out. If you're watching online, you can come pick one up. We're supplying the buckets. All you have to do is fill up the goodies inside and bring it back, and we will get them to the United Methodist Warehouse, where they will distribute those. They're low on supply right now, because all the ones they had went out to Ohatchee in the last storm. So we would love for you to help the mission team with that as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful to be a part of this church where we can help with kids and help with things like uh, vacation Bible school and that we can be a part of missions. Uh, we thank you that you're using this church to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this community. I pray right now you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. starts here in the temple of my heart remembering who you are and all you've done this is your majesty all I have tasted and I've seen remembering who you are 
everybody it's great to see you here today it's great to have you worshiping with us online today um, I want to let our children go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church right now look and here they go here they go you guys look fantastic yeah I feel like that some days yeah okay well if you're worshiping with us online I want to ask you to do something for me if you will like this broadcast and if you will share it on your Facebook page then all of your friends will get to know that you're worshiping you can show them that you're worshiping with us today and give them an opportunity to worship it so it kind of spreads things out so it's one way that you can invite people to come to church without being obnoxious about it so 
Um, if you're here worshiping with us, I want to remind you of a couple things. There's a basket there and a basket at this entrance. If you didn't get one of uh, the little communion element cups and wafers, then make sure before the end of this service that you get one. If you're worshiping with us at home, make plans to go and get whatever you have on hand that you want to use with you and your family right at home. And at the end, we can share communion together. We are connected even when uh, we're not all in the same room. That's the lesson that we've learned um, sometimes the hard way over the last year. We've had to learn how to be connected that way. Reconnect is our theme for the year. We are connected by our prayers, by our presence, and we are connected by our gifts. When you give to church, when you give your tithes and your offerings, when you give your hallelujah offering, uh, it helps us do the ministries that we're talking about all the time around here, and it connects you with us, and it connects your heart to God because God loves it when we are cheerful givers. So let's pray right now, Lord. Bless us today as we gather in your name. Uh, we gather out of love for you. Bless everyone who is watching with us uh, online today and worshiping with us online. We bring our needs to you today, and we trust you because we know how much you love us, and we know how much you are able to meet our needs. And Lord, we believe in miracles. We see them all the time, and we ask that you would give us eyes to see that sometimes you are at work and our lives and we don't even realize it for people who are giving right now even online or for people who are giving their their time and their prayers we're thankful for that we pray that you would take every one of our gifts and that you would use them for your glory and to serve others in Jesus name we pray amen
there's a, a hammer up here, and I don't know if this is an attitude adjuster in case Pastor Andy gets out of line or something. I don't. I think this is to remind us about the the buckets. Um, United Methodist Committee on Relief is is one of my favorite things about the United Methodist Church. It's, it's one of my favorite connections that we have together, and and I really I love supporting the United Methodist Committee on Relief because. Really, if you think about it, when a disaster happens like a, a tornado or a hurricane or a flood or something like that, that's one of the worst, most vulnerable times in your life. And what better time for the church to step in and be the church? So um, help by helping us fill up these tornado buckets in the month of May. Okay, our scripture today is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. The scripture is going to be up on the screen if you want to follow along there, or if you just want to listen, reconnecting through our gifts. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less of a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each of them, as he chose. If all were a single member... Where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving greater honor to the inferior members, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever wished that you were something or somebody that you weren't? Um, when I was growing up as a kid, I used to pretend that I was other people uh, just because I was Way out in the country, there wasn't a lot of people around. I had to kind of use my imagination. But I really wanted to be Larry Bird. And out on um, the, my basketball goal out there, 
Uh, he was my favorite basketball player. And in my mind, I was Larry Bird. I was, I was making those last second shots and winning the game right at the buzzer, you know. Um, and I, now, it was just me in my backyard um, on my basketball goal just shooting by myself. But in my mind, I was Larry Bird making the winning shot. And I loved to play baseball. And, there, you know, I, I couldn't round up enough kids around to, to have an actual baseball game. So I had to use my imagination. And in my mind, I was Nolan Ryan. Uh, and, well, all it was was me with a rubber baseball so it would bounce back to me. And I had a strike zone taped off on my mom's utility room door, back, and I would back to But in my mind, I was striking batters out with my fastball, just like Nolan Ryan. I was Nolan Ryan in my mind. And when I started playing guitar, I was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Well, not really. Because if you listen to the sound coming out of my amplifier, it was just me. It wasn't anything like Stevie Ray. Oh, man. So, and then when I found out I really liked to sing, I was Steve Perry. You know, the lead singer of Journey. Or, or really any tenor. I wanted to be a tenor, you know, because I'm just a plain old bass. And they don't let basses be lead singers of rock groups. Or at least they didn't in the 70s and 80s. I could have, you know what, I could have learned how to scream and I could have just sung heavy metal. But I didn't think about that at the time. I just wanted to be a tenor. I wanted to be Steve Perry. But it didn't work out. And I used to even try to write left-handed. Have you, ever, have you ever tried to write with your other hand because you kind of like thought it would be cool to be left-handed? Or if you were left-handed, you tried to write with your right hand so you thought it would be cool to be right-handed? But I'm never going to be a southpaw. I'm always going to be a northpaw, I guess. How about you? Have you ever wished that you were something or somebody that you weren't? Or, or how about this? Have you ever wished that you were not something or somebody that you were? Um, when one of the jobs I worked in college was at a steakhouse. Now, don't get excited because I didn't get to cook the steaks. I didn't get to be the maitre d'. I got to bust tables. I got to bust the tables and wash the dishes. I was, I was so low on the totem pole that the owner of the restaurant didn't even, literally didn't even know my name. She would open the door to the back of the kitchen and yell through the door, Hey, dishwasher! And she would make me mop up a spill or something like that. And I remember thinking just about every night, you know, when I was cleaning up. And it was hard, hard work. Be good tippers, by the way, because it's hard work. I would think, I really wish I wasn't dishwasher. I wanted to be somebody other than dishwasher. These days, it's hey preacher, not hey dishwasher. And I have to tell you the truth. Some days, I think it would be easier to be hey dishwasher than it would be to be hey preacher. Uh, right, Pastor Andy? So, um, but anyway, it's, it's taken me a long time, honestly, to learn how to be comfortable in my own skin. That, that while, you know, I might improve my basketball game if I practice, 
I'm never going to be Larry Bird. There was only one Larry Bird. And, I, you know, I was pretty good in Little League because they, they kind of let everybody pitch in Little League. I was pretty good in Little League, but I was never going to be Nolan Ryan. And, you know, playing guitar, there was only one Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now, maybe I'll get to jam with him up in heaven one day. That would be kind of cool. But I'm just going to be me, right? And I'm just going to be a plain old bass. You know, I kind of, you know what helped me with singing bass? is when I learned that I could sing in a choir. And when I sing my part, and the other members of the choir sang their part, have you ever gotten to sing in a choir like that? And all of a sudden, you're doing your little part, and everybody else is doing their little part. And together, you make something that is bigger than the sum of its individual parts. Together, you make something beautiful. I think that's what Paul is getting at when he says the church is like that. It's, it's like a body. Not everybody does the same thing. Not everybody has the same gift. But when we all work together and we're all connected, it's more than the sum of its individual parts. It's beautiful. The Apostle Paul said that the church is like a body with Christ as the head and every member of the body, all of us, church, all of us doing our individual parts, using our individual gifts. In verse 18, Paul writes that God has arranged the members, each one of us, as he chose. And then he says something that reminds me actually of a science fiction movie. He says, if the whole body were an eye... Where would the hearing be? Now, I always pictured this big eyeball, like invasion from Mars or something. This big eyeball going, you know. If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of taste be? It's kind of funny to think about it. You know, the eyes are very important. But so are the eyebrows. I mean, how else are we going to show surprise and anger and skepticism? I always wish that I could. Can any of y'all raise one eyebrow? I, you know, I always wish that I could just raise one eyebrow so that I could show skepticism, you know, like what you're talking about. But eyebrows are important, too. And what if the eyebrow said, because I'm not an eye, I'm no good? That wouldn't be true because our eyebrows kind of keep sweat and rain and things from getting in our eyes. Um, or what if the uvula said, because I'm not the tongue, I'm not a part of the body? I always wanted to say uvula in a sermon. You know the little dangly thing in the back of your throat? You know? Did you, did you know it's kind of important? It, I found out, I read about the uvula. Uh, it actually, it puts out saliva. It puts out like a bunch of saliva when you're trying to swallow something to help you swallow. And I read, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds cool, that the average person's uvula puts out enough saliva to fill up two swimming pools over the course of their lifetime isn't that isn't that weird and gross and cool all at the same time now the tongue is important but so is the uvula and as barney fife says you've got a uvula they've got a uvula i've got a uvula all god's children got a uvula right well we've all got a job to do we've all got a role to play 
Not everybody can sing tenor. Not everybody can dunk a basketball. That sounds real simple, doesn't it? It sounds real common sense, but it can be a real problem when it doesn't work like that. It can be a real, real problem when, well, for instance, on a sports team. Have you ever seen a sports team that everybody had their job to do and was supposed to do their job, but one or two people wanted to be a superstar or a prima donna or, you know, they didn't want to work together? Or somebody was just lazy and just wouldn't do their job? Doesn't work out very well, does it? Or in our human bodies, if there's a part of our human bodies that quits working, it becomes a problem for the whole body. Well, here's what I believe. I believe that God created all of us on purpose with a purpose. I want to say that again. I believe God created all of us on purpose with a purpose. We've all got a job to do. One of, the, one of my favorite verses that kind of goes along with this is Psalm 139, 14. It says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you and me on purpose, with a purpose. Another verse that I really love that goes along with this is Ephesians 2.10. And the New Living Translation says, for we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We're God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. I'm God's masterpiece. I've got three general rules I want to leave you with. And this is about being the body of Christ, about having different gifts and being connected. And the first general rule is this. Don't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. When Paul wrote this, I think that's what he meant. He said, if the foot would say, because I'm not the hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear would say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not part of the body, that wouldn't make it any less part of the body. I know it can be sometimes difficult when you kind of struggle with your self-image. I know it's sometimes difficult to think, oh, I wish that I was as smart as my sister or I wish I was as athletic as my cousin or whatever. I wish I could sing tenor instead of bass. Or in terms of spiritual gifts and your activities in the church, sometimes you wish, you might wish that you had one of the more spiritual sounding gifts like Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, like prophecy or healing or miracles or something like that. And you think, I can't do anything like that. But I think Paul's point is take what you do have, what God has given you, and use that. You know, maybe you can teach well, teach for the glory of God and, and to serve others. Maybe you can cook. Use that gift for God's glory and to help others. Maybe you can negotiate. Maybe you can organize. Maybe you can fix things. Thank God that some people can. I can't. Maybe you can fix things. Maybe you're good at science. Maybe you're good with numbers. 
Maybe you just like to help people and like to serve people. Maybe you're good at talking. Maybe you're good at listening. Maybe you have the gift of hospitality or generosity. Maybe you're one of those people that's really great at fighting for the underdog. Or maybe you can make people laugh. You know, whatever it is, God gives us the gift for two reasons primarily. One is to build up the kingdom of God, to build up the body. And the other is to be a blessing to others. So don't sell yourself short. You're beautiful. You are God's masterpiece. Seriously, God's masterpiece. And God's masterpiece comes in all different shapes and sizes, all different beautiful colors of the spectrum, all different gifts and talents. So that's general rule number one. Don't sell yourself short. Don't put yourself down. The second rule is this. Don't try to exalt yourself by putting others down. Don't, don't say like Paul writes, the eye doesn't say to the hand, I don't have any need of you, nor the head to the feet, I don't have any need of you. Well, you know, this was a real problem in the church that Paul was writing to, the Corinthian church. Some of the more affluent members in the Corinthian church were, they will, actually they were abusing the Lord's Supper the more affluent ones were, were taking it all up and leaving out the more poor and marginalized ones. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And some of the members were filled with, with pride and prancing around like peacocks over their own spiritual gifts and looking down, putting others down that didn't have their particular gift. You can read that in, in chapter 12 here. And if you read down a little bit farther than we read today in chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the love chapter, the one we always hear at weddings. It's beautiful to read at weddings, but it really has to do with people using their gifts and people not putting others down because they don't have the same gifts. Because Paul says, if I speak with the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. However gifted you are, if you don't use your gift out of love, if you spend your time trying to lift yourself up by putting somebody down, then really you're useless, no matter how gifted. If we don't love our neighbor, if we try to be a spiritual superhero and we don't love the person sitting next to us, then we're wasting our time. The third general rule is this. We are all one body. Be thankful for that connection and work together. We're all one body. Work together. Paul writes that there may be no dissension in the body, but the members have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. We're connected, church. We are. We are connected. We're, we're like a body. We, we have to take care of one another. And if one of us suffers, we all suffer. I'll give you an example. And this is, again, a simple example. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever had a toothache. Okay. You at home, raise your hand if you've ever had a toothache. Yeah. Okay. So if you've had a toothache, um, the rest of your body doesn't say... 
Eh, no big deal. I got 31 more teeth in there in, in my mouth anyway. No big deal. One of them hurts. You don't say that if you have a toothache. If you have a toothache, everything in your body is eventually going to suffer and you're going to be curled up in the fetal position if you don't do something about it. And hopefully all of your body is going to rally around together and get yourself to someone who can help you. If one hurts, we all hurt. Um, a good example of a, a being a connectional church is, is these, these buckets that we have here. We're, we're connected. We do more than the sum of our individual parts. When people take the time to, to fill up one of these tornado buckets and have them and, and have them there ready, then when something happens like a tornado that came through in a, in a community close to us, to Ohatchee, destroyed the, uh, the church at Ohatchee, we don't say, well, that's their problem because we're connected, you see. If they're suffering, we're suffering too because we're all connected. We mourn together, don't we? We mourn together. We rejoice together, and everybody matters. Everybody does. You matter. If, if someone hasn't told you that lately, I'm sorry. But I'm telling you today, you matter. If somebody has made you feel like you don't belong because you're not the same as somebody, I'm sorry that, that someone made you feel that way because the truth is you do belong. We all are essential. Jesus well, Jesus shed his blood for all of us. His body was broken for all of us. And when we are connected together, and when we're all working together, it's just downright beautiful. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful body of Christ we thank you that even when we don't realize it, even when we don't think about it in this way, we are all connected. Even though we have different gifts and we have different talents and we're all able to do different things, when everybody works together, it's a beautiful thing to see. How beautiful is the body of Christ? So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your body that was broken for us, for your blood that was shed for us. And even as we celebrate communion right now, help us to remember that connection, that communion that we have, uh, not just with each other, but with the body of Christ around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want you to um, find your communion, your little self-contained communion elements. The, the top layer, if, if you're here, the top layer is um, sometimes hard to, to get, peel off, and that's your wafer. The bottom is your cup. If you're at home, use whatever you have and hear this prayer. Oh Lord, we ask that you would pour out your spirit even now on all of us who are gathered and on those who are gathered at home and that by your spirit you would make us one with each other and one with you and one in service to the world.
that you would make these elements, Lord, this bread and this cup be the body and blood of Christ for us that we might be the body of Christ redeemed by your blood in service to all the world your hands and your feet in Jesus name Amen body of Christ broken for you the blood of Christ chip Christ 
precious blood of Jesus Christ will come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness is born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. All right, I want to give you a challenge as we close. I want you to pray this dangerous prayer. God, thank you for the gifts that you've given me. Now show me what I can do for you. Put me to work, God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.